This is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. I hope it's good where you are. It's getting pretty kind of crazy out there in this world. Boy. And there's a big shift coming. We all feel it. There's, if you're into astrology like I am, you start realizing that this kind of energy, the only two times in history where the planets were lined up the same way, were uh, one, the Civil War, and two, World War II. And I'm like, wow, good to know. <laughs> it's what we're feeling right now. So, you know, when people mock astrology or they say it's not, we shouldn't be looking at astrology, we should be looking at God. I just want to challenge you to, to understand that God made everything. He made all the stars, and there's a reason the Catholic Church has the largest um, library of astrology books. Uh, so the largest uh, Catholic Church, I think, I don't know where it's located, but I just heard that the other day. They have the largest vault of astrology and astronomy and all that stuff, I mean, because they use it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a joke. Look it up. They are smart enough to know how valuable it is. They have it in a vault. <laughs> uh, you know, the Magi who followed the star for, to Bethlehem, they were astrologers. Go look it up. I'm just saying, you know, God made all kinds of breeds of people, just like he did animals. So when we go and say, what's your sign? Don't be so uptight about it. You know, I learned to loosen up about that a long time ago. I used to think um, astrology and Christianity don't go together, but they, that's the furthest thing from the truth. And you may not understand what I'm saying as far as that goes. I mean, maybe you're one of these people who say, oh, no, I was brought up to never look at anything but God. But when you're looking at a star and you're looking at a person, you're looking at the planets, you're looking at God. He's everywhere and he made everything. So I just want to open your eyes a little bit to that because if you feel all this shift in things going on, if you even just look up astrology today and what's happening in the stars and what's happening with the planets lining up, what it is is the planets are, they actually have different types of uh, energies. And it's pretty incredible when you read about the energies and how they influence the, the earth. And, you know, um, everybody knows that there's a reason why uh, in the emergency rooms, if you work in the emergency rooms on a full moon, there's going to be a lot more accidents and a lot more crazy behavior going around. The police will tell you that. If you look it up on, online, you'll see it's true. So we are influenced by the, the planets, and we are influenced by the energy that God created within this entire huge universe. And I'm, I'm only saying all, all this to let you know that he is in control. He, she, whatever you want to call God in your own way, we know it's our maker and creator. And and he, I just say, is easier for me because, I don't know, I can't say his, she. His, she doesn't sound right. Maybe I'll find a new way to, to do this. And I don't want to call it it because it's not just an it. How about we just call it God? So God created everything, everything on this earth. And he knew when you were going to be born and he knew he knows your entire future. So when you doubt your future, you're doubting God. When you don't go ask him, you know, like ask him, where am I going? Where is this world heading? And maybe today I'm on here sharing something that you haven't heard about before. And that is to be open-minded to um, all the ways that God will communicate with his people, with all the people on this planet. He's always trying to show you. In fact, the Bible says that he will show signs in the heavens and, and you know, we're seeing more than ever, more signs than ever. If you read the book of Revelation, like I did years ago, I did a study on it and read it over and over. I still walked away confused. But when I prayed about it, the Holy Spirit was like, 
telling me the truth. And, and it was like, but when? When is it going to happen? And, and we all focus on when is it going to happen? You know what? We don't even know what it is. <laughs> the, the truth will set you free. The truth will uh, reveal the spirits to you and uh, the knowledge to you. So if I were you during these times where it's really stressful and you feel uh, like the world's out of control, maybe go talk to the person who's in control. God is in control. And I'm, I want to comfort you today and help you understand that. Because if you're like me, a believer in God, you know that he's in control with your head. You know in your mindset and your brain all the facts about it, but do we really believe with all of our hearts? And we need to believe with our heart, mind, and soul, everything together, or we're going to be running up against a lot of roadblocks. Like if you believe in your head that God is like in control, yet you're anxious all the time and worried about what's going to happen, not having faith that he's going to take care of you, you know, the best way to get that uh, under control is to spend time reading about miracles. Get some books online, read stories, watch videos about true life stories happening every day where people were saved and, and um, you know, sometimes brought down to their knees miserably to come back up and be glorified and amazing people afterwards, glorifying him and, and knowing the truth. So, I'm just here to encourage you today that if you're feeling like the world's really <laughs> going to hell in a handbasket, it kind of is, but it's okay. We're, we're going to come out of it and we're going to be okay. We're going to, this is the refiner's fire. You know, this is, this is the refiner's fire where it gets really hot. If you've ever done ceramics like I did in school, those, those, uh, kilns, those kilns get really, really hot just to get that outer beauty to be established, you know, we have to be subjected to it. That's why I always say, I always feel a little bit sorry for anybody who hasn't had any, you know, heat in their life, who hasn't had any tribulations because they can't, they don't shine as beautifully because they're not refined. You know, they're not, they're all beautiful. Everyone's beautiful, but the ones who have been through a lot, you see them, they shine and it all, like, it doesn't matter what's going on in their life. They still see that there's something better on the other side because they went through the fire. So you guys get ready to get through the fire. The only way you can get through a fire is by protecting yourself. And I think that protecting yourself also means protecting yourself with the word of God and the truth. And the truth is only going to come in spirit form because that's what the Holy Spirit is, the spirit of truth. So it's not just about reading your Bible, talking to God. It's about listening through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was brought here, sent to us, basically when... And I, I remember because when I got saved years ago, I didn't know what was happening. And I was like, what's happening? And I, I was in my room and I knew, uh, I said, God, I don't want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And I just watched a video about what are you going to do when you die? Are you going to go to heaven or hell? And I was like, oh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so I reached out in my a lame attempt to say, God, tell me or show me. And sure enough, um, at the end of my bed, there was a huge, bright white light. And I was alone in my apartment. And uh, I remember just staring at the end of my bed like I knew it was God, but it was just this outline of almost like an oval shape, uh, Christmas tree type of shape, white glow. And I was looking right at it and I felt like I just I was crying and I felt happy. And I'm like, this is what they're talking about. What is happening to me? 
instantly in my mind, I was told to go downstairs into the storage unit and grab my green, old green Bible that, you know, my dad taught us, you don't put anything on the Bible. It's so sacred. You know, even though he was a drunk and he was a Catholic, he didn't, he did not practice any faith whatsoever. Um, but he's like, don't put anything on the Bible because, you know, you'll, you'll probably be cursed, you know? So if anybody had this, we had this big old Bible that was sitting out, it was beautiful. But if you put your cup of coffee on there and think, oh my gosh, he would just throw a fit. You don't ever do that. <laughs> so I learned early on to keep your Bible. It's holy, man. You don't ever get rid of one if somebody gives it to you. And I got this really funky looking green Bible that somebody gave me, uh, probably in attempts to get me saved, I guess, but I didn't throw it away. I put it in my storage unit, but I didn't put anything on it. <laughs> I just sat it on top of this box down there. And so I went down there and pulled it out and thought to myself, what is going on? I grabbed it and ran up the stairs, put it on my bed, and it flipped open to John 7. I don't remember verses ever, but it was John verses 7, chapter 7, verses 14 through 17, I believe. And it just basically told me what was happening. I was in shock. Because I, I, my eyes went right to it, and I read it and, it. and it was where the disciples were asking Jesus. They said, if you leave us, like you say, you're going to be crucified. If you leave us, how are we going to talk to God? And he said, I will leave you uh, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And the world won't know the Holy Spirit, and the world won't see him. But you'll know him and see him because he's going to live inside of you. So... I was like, so this is what's happening. The Holy Spirit is in my room because I asked him to come into me and I asked for forgiveness for whatever. I didn't even know what. I just like, I'll say whatever the pastor said to say. <laughs> and it happened. And from that point on, when I was reading that, I just knew no matter what anyone ever said for the rest of my life, I wasn't going to believe that I had to go to church to be saved. I was never going to believe again that a person could do it for me. I just knew I had to say, God, I want to know you. I want to know what's going on. I want to do what's right. It's not a complicated prayer that you have to say. It's basically your heart has to be ready and open to receiving the truth and knowing the truth. And then the Holy Spirit comes into your life and, and reveals to you all these things. So it's a very personal experience, you know, and they say, share your testimony because you'll bring more people to the Lord. And I believe that's true because people love stories and they can relate to it. They want to relate to you. Um, but And I did share my story right from the start because from that point on, I mean, when you have that kind of good news and you feel that happy and you don't even know why, because you're not taking drugs, you're not doing anything that would cause any like huge endorphins or like dopamine rush, but I got saved. <laughs> and so I started calling everyone and telling them the good news about what's happening. And then it started clicking with me. Oh yeah, here it is again. The good news. I heard that before. And Oh, people saw the light and all this stuff. And all this stuff from the past where I would just think these people were crazy lunatics talking like that. I was one of those lunatics talking like that. <laughs> I went from uh, doing a hot legs contest, <laughs> wearing a black miniskirt and winning 500 bucks, by the way. But just doing that to going to work and some guy gives me a video, I watch it and then I got saved. That's how funny God is. It's really fun. And so you don't ever feel like you have to be perfect, perfect enough because I wasn't a bad person or anything like that. But just to show you, I wasn't really living a life where I wanted to, I would be proud of and say, yeah, I made money, 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, on a hot lights contest. 
I never did it again, though. I was actually at the point where I said, you know, I could do this all the time. I could see why women do this. You get good money. And then I just stopped myself real quick and said, who are you, Sam? You're not that girl. <laughs> not judging any of you that you have done that. I'm just saying I was not that girl. Uh, I always felt like I was too uh, angry at men to do that. Like, I won't let them take advantage of me that way. It wasn't more, it wasn't like a high, high and mighty type of thinking. It was just, no, nah, sorry, I'm worth more than that, you know. So <laughs> pride can be helpful sometimes, you know. Anyway, I just, I don't know. I, today I want to get on here and give you guys some hope. If you don't know anything about my background, now you know a little more. You know that when I was 24, I got saved. I would call it saved. It's an easy expression to say because when you don't know God and you don't know the spirit of truth and, it, and you, you don't understand it, you really, I don't believe that you're going to hell. I don't believe that. I just believe that you can live a life that feels like hell because you don't, you're always seeking God. You're always seeking um, the truth. You're always wanting to know the answers to why you're here. And if you don't have the spirit of truth because you're resisting that and you're resisting God, then you're not going to ever be able to get close with yourself. And then, you know, what are you going to do? Live your life always feeling empty. That's what happens. That's why the most desperate people get saved the fastest because they've come to the point where they say, I know I'm going to die or I'm in so much pain. I haven't tried anything else, so I guess I'll ask God. Thank God he doesn't have a lot of pride because I think there'd be very few people who would be saved right now. So guys, I just want to get on here and share that little story with you. Uh, it's not a little story. It's a big story. It's about my testimony. And my testimony can help you. I hope that it does because when I got saved, I went around and told all my family. They're like, what is wrong with her? All she does is read the Bible and talk about God. And, you know, be patient with people who are like that because a lot of that comes from their excitement to help you and get you to see what they want you to see that changed their life and they want to help you. So if you look at these people who are running around very vocal about God and desperately trying to get people to see, they're not doing it in a way that has any intention of hurting anyone. It's just to, to help them. So they really truly believe the good news is going to save people. And guess what? It does. But I believe it's also in your presentation and that we need to let God lead us in that and not be forceful. So I've learned that over the years, and it's, it's been so nice to, to just be able to sit back and not do all that hard work and just let God do all the work. All I have to do is pray, get in touch with the Holy Spirit by meditation and prayer, and the hand of God just moves. I've seen it through my entire life. And he can move in your life too today. I'm not here to evangelize you. I'm just here to share my story of hope during this time where people are really wondering what's going to happen next. But I have real good news. God knows what's going to happen next. And he's in control of your life, whether you sought after him or not. He's still there for you, waiting, supporting you, and you know it. Okay, guys? Well, don't, don't ever forget to include yourself in the care you give by at least considering your maker, your father, your mother, anyone who needs you or anyone who's been there for you, also God. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.